You're listening to the Brand Builders Love Podcast. We're at episode 147 and today I'm talking all about driving organic traffic to your website using Pinterest. No, it's not just for party decoration and hairstyles and makeup. It can help you in your business and that's what we're talking about today. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey, welcome back. Amazing to have you here. Geez, that was high pitched, wasn't it? Uh, (laughs) See, I could stop at this point and re-record it, but that wouldn't be authentic, would it? So we're just going to keep going. Listen, welcome to this week's podcast. You know something I'm going to tell you, something that I've been thinking about is I ran the Brand Builders Academy launch a little while ago. We do use ads and we've had a lot of trouble with ads. We had a lot of trouble with technology generally, which many people have told me was Mercury's retrograde, um, whatever that is, but, but we had a lot of issues. And the more I think about it, I just thought to myself, if I no longer had Facebook or Instagram ads, what would I do organically? And so I am on a mission at the moment to start to look at my business differently, to take a look at where we're getting traction, where we're building our community and audience, which is obviously Instagram and now very much on Clubhouse but how else am I driving organic traffic to the website so that I can continue to connect with people who are searching for what I want and I've been looking for somebody to talk about Pinterest for a while now and so I was super excited when I got onto Clubhouse random I know but when I actually got onto Clubhouse and I was chatting with Simone Pavels or I heard her and she was talking about Pinterest and I thought I'm going to ask her to be on the podcast and so that's who I've got today. We're talking about six key ways that you can drive more organic traffic to your website which I'm super excited to talk about for sure and I hope that this is helpful. I know this is definitely something I'm going to be looking at a little bit more like how can we optimize the SEO on our website, you know the SEO from Pinterest Uh, how we're driving more traffic to our links in Instagram and Facebook. And I've just picked up the Digital Picnics LinkedIn course as well. So, so much to do um, as well, but just really wanting to make sure that I'm focusing on organic traffic and how I'm building my audience. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But, But I also wanted to let you know that I will be running a live free masterclass on how to build your online course or coaching program with a magnetic personal brand that sells for you. So if you are somebody who's been wanting to build an online course, or maybe you've done it, but it's just not working, you're just not able to really get traction with it, or maybe you are somebody who's wanting to build your coaching practice, then this one is for you. All you have to do is go to suzechadwick.com forward slash amplify, answer a couple of questions and apply for your invitation. I want to make sure that we've got the right people in the room who really want to do this, which is why we're asking a couple of questions so we can get to know your business a little bit more. So if you want to come to that live masterclass, how to build your online course or coaching program with a magnetic personal brand that sells for you, then head to suzechadwick.com forward slash amplify 
and grab your invitation today. But listen, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Simone, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Thank you so much for having me on today. My pleasure, my pleasure. Now, Simone, we have to talk about this because I found you on Clubhouse. You did, my new favourite platform. I know. So you are actually in circles of people that I know, um, but we had not met before. And then we were in a clubhouse room and I think you were talking about Pinterest. And I've actually been wanting to get somebody on the podcast to talk about Pinterest for a while, but I couldn't actually find anybody, (laughs) which is a bit strange. So I felt like it was just very serendipitous that we happened to connect on Clubhouse. And so I sent you a message and said, come on the podcast and talk all things Pinterest. Yes, it was meant to be. How are you Uh, finding Clubhouse? Oh, I love Clubhouse. For me, it's been, um, you know, an absolute boost in my uh, traffic, but also um, inquiries. I'm getting amazing leads from there. So Amazing. That's so exciting. I love hearing that. I know, I know. Yeah. Very good. And so, Simone, I've given a little bit of an intro, but for those of my audience who don't know you, tell us a bit about you and your business, but also like how long have you had it? Where did you start? Why did you decide that Pinterest was going to be your thing? Sure. So I've been in business for about two years now. I have had a um, background in admin and then I went into teaching um, and I also had a double degree in health science. So I naturally kind of progressed into nursing. Now I work as an emergency department nurse and a lot of the time you don't get to see a result. There's no sort of closure to um, your what you're doing basically. And so I really lacked that closure that you get from admin Um, and I had children, obviously um, couldn't go and get another job in admin. And so I started looking into virtual assistants, started in virtual assistants, but very, very quickly niched down into Pinterest because I realized that there was a gap in the market in Australia. There's lots of um, US Pinterest managers and Uh, experts out there but there are just not many in Australia at all and I really think that the market in Australia is different to the US market. In the US buyers are much more impulsive whereas in Australia we tend to research a little bit more so you really needed to use Pinterest in a different way in both of the markets. Um, I've loved Pinterest for a long time so it was really quite of a natural progression progression for me. pretty much because I've used it, you know, for birthday parties, business research, uh, you know, nails and hair research, clothes research, all those different types of research. And I knew that it has a huge potential for business. Awesome. Yeah. And so, and so did you, you just started studying it. So you were an, a VA and then you just started to kind of throw yourself into Pinterest. And I guess my question is like, how are you finding, because are you working mainly with Aussies? Um, so I have a mixture of both Australian and US clients, um, but I initially just started doing some, I was still self-taught and just did a lot of a lot of research, um, more than I care to remember. But um, 
I ended up niching down and going into this course um, led by a wonderful lady named Megan Williamson, and she is a um, Canadian Pinterest expert. And so I'd learned all of these skills, but I just needed to consolidate those skills. And that's what she allowed me to do. So she's actually, um, she coaches me still now. Um, and, you know, I just feel that since working with her, my knowledge has gone through the roof and I really, really do feel like an expert now. Amazing. So good. Well, I mean, I have, like you, have been using Pinterest for a very long time as a user, as in, you know, hair and makeup and cooking and, you know, kids' birthday party decorations and all the rest of it. Um, And as a business, we put the podcast on Pinterest, so images, et cetera, um, and blog posts and all the rest of it. But I also know that we're probably not using it as much as we should be. And so before we kind of dive in, because today we are going to be talking about six key ways that you can be using your Pinterest account to increase the organic traffic coming to your website, which I know it's a super powerful search engine as well. But for for somebody who's like, why would I use Pinterest? Like I just look at hair and makeup on it. Why is Pinterest important? So Pinterest, like you said, it is a visual search engine. It's much more like Google than it is like Instagram. So it's much more like a search engine than it is like a platform, a a social media platform. But I kind of, I refer it to as uh, like a, the baby, it's a baby of Instagram and Google. Um, And the content on Pinterest lasts much longer than it does on Instagram or Twitter or even a Facebook, you know, I, th- I think a Twitter half-life, a Twitter post half-life is around 18 minutes. And on Instagram, it's about seven or eight hours. And on Facebook, it's about six hours. On Pinterest, your content is sticking around for at least three months. And if you've got people saving that content, it can be around for years. Honestly, like there is content on there that is still doing well from years and years and years ago. Um, you can gra- get great brand awareness. And if your audience is on um, Pinterest, you're actually probably getting exposed to a group of um, people that you're not getting exposed to on Instagram or Facebook. So there's just so much variety in um, why you would use it. Amazing. Awesome. And obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but I was actually saying to somebody just this morning, a coaching client of mine, that I'm really focusing on organic traffic because I actually feel like something is coming when it comes to Facebook and Instagram. Um, I just did a launch and our ads did not perform as well as usual. I know that the new iOS updates Mm. are, you know, I guess preventing um, ads from being retargeted or cookies, et cetera. And so I just feel like this is something I am spending so much time on right now is if Facebook and Instagram ads went away tomorrow, where is all of my traffic coming from? And obviously SEO is super important. All of my socials are important. The podcast is massive um, as well. But I think that using a platform as powerful as Pinterest, which is a search engine and does really help with organic traffic, is another key piece of the puzzle that I'm really excited to dive in today about and talk about. So let's start. Let's dive in. We're going to go through the six key things. So what is the first thing we need to be looking at? 
Fantastic. So um, the number one thing is a, and this is really is the foundation of your Pinterest strategy or should be the foundation of your Pinterest strategy. And that is a solid content plan. You know, you can't get people to Pinterest if you are, you haven't got content to share on there. A lot of people are, um, think that they can just go on and share their products and their services, but it's still a top of funnel platform. You still need to gain the trust of your, of your um, audience and, you know, get them to actually click through to your website to then have them converting. So content such as podcasts, blogs, vlogs, opt-ins, um, they're all fantastic uh, different types of um, content to actually use on, on Pinterest. And I think it's really um, important that sort of your content plan starts with that keyword research and your idea for a piece of content. And then you, you go through and you start off, you write your blog or your main piece of content, if that's a blog, uh, a um, podcast, and then you, you know, you break it up, then you embed it into an email, then you share it across your social media platforms. You create pins for it, you share it on Pinterest, uh, you make your IGTV for it. And so there's really at the top of that very um, top of the flow, the workflow is you know, your blog or your content idea, your research. And that really needs to shape everything else that happens down from there. Um, and so I think a lot of people, they think, oh, I'm failing on Pinterest. Pinterest isn't working for me. But it's because they're not using Pinterest in the right way. They're not uh, nurturing their audience. Mm. So that's definitely number one. Awesome. And, uh, and so when it comes to that content strategy as well, like, do you think that, I guess when I look at my content strategy, obviously I'm looking at my key messages, et cetera, and then I'm looking at um, what content I'm sharing. So with the keywords on Pinterest, this is exactly the same as everywhere else. Like I'm just using those key keywords and phrases and things like that to, to be found on there. So I strongly suggest that everybody does um, a variety of keyword research that's on Google, that's on Pinterest, and even now on Instagram um, and Clubhouse actually as well, if that's what you're targeting. But um, really it needs to be sort of a, a very wide open approach. The, the keywords used on Pinterest do differ to the keywords used on Google, and that's because some people on Google generally are searching for branded searches. You know, they're searching for Nikes. They're searching for Maya shopping centers or Maya, you know, clothes. Mm -hmm. um, but on Pinterest, they're searching for white sneakers mm -hmm. or, you know, summer dresses, Yeah, pink nail polish, summer okay. nail polish. So the searches are very different to um, what is, you know, across the platforms. Mm -hmm. All right. And so how do we find out what that is? <laughs> right. So, if it's different to Google, how do we work out what that is? Yeah. So um, that's one of my second tips is keyword research. Okay. Yeah. So basically going on to Pinterest, using the search bar at the top of the platform and just type in one word, you know, start with wedding and see what comes up. And Pinterest will suggest a whole heap of search terms um, that you can just start jotting down. Then when you click on one of those search terms, it'll bring up a whole heap more of search terms and there'll be a number of colored titles across the top of that page. And each of them is an additional 
search term. So of course you can go into the rabbit warren uh, the same you can on Google, but um, I guess it's just about getting a good handful of um, search terms that you can then thread and place throughout your Pinterest boards, your Pinterest um, profile, your Pinterest pins, that sort of thing. So um, definitely on Pinterest, the, the best way and the most simple way to do your research is in that search bar. It's very, awesome. very simple and effective. Yeah. Okay. And so it's that in, so you, when you create a pin, it's just in the description, isn't it? Yeah. So if you, so to search up your actual um, keywords, there's just a search bar at the top of Pinterest. Um, and it's like a little magnifying glass. You click on that and you type in a search term. That's how people find things on Pinterest, but it's also how you reverse search and do your keyword research. The places that you pop your keywords um, uh, vary actually. So you want to put your keywords in your profile name, your profile description. Then you wanna go over to your boards and you wanna put your keywords into your board titles and your board descriptions. And that's one of the most underutilized um, things on Pinterest. People do not utilize that description of the boards and that's a gold mine for where you can place keywords. I'm just so, trying to think if we do that or not. I'm like, I feel like I set it up such a long time ago yeah. that I need to kind of go revisit it. So just say that again. So keywords are in profile name, profile description, and then board name board and names board and descriptions. descriptions. Yeah. So when I do my audits, I can tell you that's the number one thing that people are not doing. They are missing out on that description in the board um and really if you you can put an intro sentence with one keyword and then you can list you can do a little bit of not that we like to say it keyword stuffing but nice keyword stuffing you know not yeah, the, has to not the icky not the icky kind um yeah. so that really is one of the things that's underutilized then we want to go over to the the pin that we're posting so we want there to be a text overlay. Not all pins have to have a text overlay, but there needs to be a good mix. Some photos only, some text overlays on the photos. And Pinterest is so clever that it can actually read the actual overlay, the actual text overlay. Um, so you can pop a keyword in there even. You want to name your image with the image file that you're saving before you upload it to Pinterest, you want to name that with a keyword as well. And that will work for you on your SEO website too yeah. when you upload it. I've to got it. to get better at that. I feel like <laughs> I just need to like go back over all my images because we've gone and changed all the descriptions, but I'm like, I actually need to go and change the file name. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's one of those thing things. Yeah. One of those things people miss. So yeah, your image, your image file name, then you want to do your board, your pin title, sorry, and your pin description. And again, that's one of the things people miss. They always do a pin title because you have to, you can't upload a pin without it, but they miss putting that description in on their pin. And obviously Pinterest shows you a first, first few lines when they show people the pins. Um, and so really, if you can pop some keywords in a sentence in that first few lines, then that's fantastic. Um, and that's really about, oh, that would be where we, and then we want to obviously make sure that's carrying across over to our website as well. Mm. Um, and we are using some of those words throughout the blog post or the, um, podcast show notes to make sure that we're sort of capitalizing on it. And what we've seen is that when the SEO on a website is 
bang on. And when the SEO on Pinterest is bang on, it's like this amazing relationship that forms fireworks and all of a sudden you see viral pins. So they work really well together. That sounds exciting. It is. We like a viral pin. Amazing. Well, I love, I mean, we'll have all of that in the show notes, but that is such a great little checklist um, to have as well. So keyword research, profile name, profile description, board name, board description, images, image file name, pin titles, like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All of those my things online people business forget. manager will have a long list of things to go and check. Yes. So good. Awesome. And so what's next? Okay. Um, going back, back a little bit, um, now, but one of the things that people forget to do is actually sign up with a Pinterest business account. Some people are still using their personal accounts for their business. And so Pinterest business accounts are really, really important for tracking analytics and also um, claiming your website and getting your website up as a verified website, you know, as a trusted website on Pinterest. So it's really, really important. And apart from that, it sets you aside and makes you look professional. And so make sure you keep that account professional archive or hide any of those um you know cutesy little boards that you've got going on there any I've of those hidden. I've <laughs> hidden the boards that I don't like. good yeah. good um, although saying that I do ha- still have personal boards there because I'm like we've got all of our business boards but also that's me that's kind of my personal brand it's my personality so anything that I'm I'm kind of like if a business if somebody that was interested in working with me was to come here am I okay to show that so that's kind of the question that I've asked myself and so things like party decorations I've probably just hidden and made that a personal board but other stuff like color and art and branding, like graphic design and stuff, like all of that is on my business account too. And I think that's okay. You know, that's all quite relevant to you as well. That's as what I think. Like brand, I would talk so. about it personally on my business stuff as well. So I'm like, I'm all right with showing that. Yeah. It's more like if you've got, um, you know, I've got an office desk ideas, um, you know, and I don't, I don't sell office desks. So, um, you know, if you do sell office desks, leave it there. But yeah, if you don't hide that one, make it secret, you can still pin things to it. You can still use it, but it's just not um, part of your business. So that is tip number three. Awesome. Great. And so just on that as well. So If we do have personal boards, say, that are, I don't know, clothing or hair or makeup or whatever, does that skew our account from a business account because it's not consistent with the other things that we've got? It does because Pinterest is trying to understand what you're about. They're trying to understand what your audience is. And if you start having a nail polish, you know, boards and pins saved, Pinterest is going to say, hang on, are you about you know, um, lunch boxes mm. or you're about nail polishes. I'm just not sure here. And it's going to start confusing the algorithm. And so with the hidden boards, does it still take those into account or it, it's only the boards that are public? It only takes the public boards. It does not index okay. the archived or s- the secret boards. I might have to go do an edit then. Yeah. yeah okay. So have a look, how you, see how you go. But it basically, it just confused Pinterest a little bit because Pinterest, even though it's smart, the algorithm does take a little bit of time to learn exactly what you're about. And that can take up to a year actually. So okay. we don't we don't know for sure. Pinterest hasn't told us how long it takes to index um, things and how long it takes for them to learn about you. But 
we we're gathering and from our experience that it's around that three to six mark but in some cases even up to a year mm. and so the the more confused you make it the longer it's going to take um and that's a, a good point because a lot of people think they're going to get instant results on pinterest because you're posting the things up and on instagram you get insta instant for results mm. but on pinterest you do not it's a long game and it's really one of those platforms that you have to nurture and that um it can take as i said up to that six months to a year to see any results on there at all okay. um which i think is why a lot of people may give in early but i just want to let people know that you know there are people out there having fantastic results pinterest is a lot of um the biggest drivers of traffic to a lot of people's websites and so you know there are people using it there are over you know 400 million users on pinterest um and there's lots of people to go around so mm. you just have to give it some time yeah, no, fair enough. Okay, great. So make sure you've got a business Pinterest account. And so if we just go into settings, it'll tell us whether it's a business or it's a personal. It will, yes. And yeah. you can, um, I believe you can switch, you know, much like you can in um, Instagram. In Instagram, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. What's next? What else do we need to be thinking about? All right. So um, one of the things I think people, um, forget is that you know there's lots and lots of content on pinterest there's 200 billion pins saved on there that's a lot wow and so sometimes you know if you're uploading just the same old same of things in terms of visual appearance um you're gonna just get missed and so there's an argument about branded and unbranded pins. And that brings me to my next point. You know, do we use branded or unbranded pins? Do we use our own branding kit? And the thing is, is you really need to do a little bit of research before you need to have a look at the, go into the search for the term that you're looking at and have a look at the colors. Are the colors all beige and brown and your colors are also beige and brown? Well then make a beautiful hot pink pin and it doesn't matter that it doesn't fit your branding. Um, you can make the rest of your pins generally fit your branding and you can add your branding in other ways, you know, making sure you have your logo still using the same text um, or font that you use, but just spice it up a little bit with the colors to get seen, to get to stand out in the, um, in the crowd, basically. So I'd love to know what your thoughts are sort of, you know, from a branding perspective on that as well. Yeah, you know something, I I would take the lead from what you said. Like I think, you know, you've got to understand the platform. You've got to understand what works. And like you said, there's no point looking exactly the same as everybody else when you search for that key term if it doesn't help you to stand out. So I think it's about taking a look at is there is there something I could do here that is still on brand for me but still helps me to stand out? Like is there something you could add to it? Um, is there like another key colour that you might use or is could you use, uh, you know, I don't know, a font to help you stand out? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I just think there's no point being on brand if it just means that you're blending in. Yeah, 
Exactly. That's right. And I think that's um, a really good point. Like even templates. So you can have five particular templates that you just have set up in your Canva account. I love Canva um, that you just import your different photos and change the text overlay in, but you'll be seen and you'll be recognized for those templates eventually. So people will say, yep, this is the type of brand um, type of template Suze is using. And I know that Suze's, even though it's, you know, completely different color than what I'm used to seen with her mm. um and you know that's one of the things like yes keyword research is important but it's also about that photo so and that yeah. that image and standing out in the crowd where you can awesome okay so do a bit of do a bit of a search take a look at what else is there and then make a decision on what that design and look is going to be just so yeah. that you can make sure it's standing out and the AI is actually very, very important. The algorithm is very, very important. Oh, sorry, very, very intelligent. So it's able to, to read your photo. If you had a photo of a dog on, on your pin, it would categorize it and index that pin. It can read that it's so a dog. So clever, isn't it? It really is. And so an example that I use is I show people, if you've got a dog in a bag and you're trying to sell a, that bag as a dog bag and you you should put it on pinterest um in a little in a secret test board go and have a look you're able to actually see upload it and see how pinterest is indexing it and how pinterest is seeing it so there's a little magnifying glass at the bottom of um every pin that's posted on mm -hmm. posted published on pinterest and if you click that magnifying glass it'll actually bring up like images and so it shows you how you can actually how it's reading the image and so a lot of the time it might actually be um you know it's reading this bag this dog in this bag but it's only seeing the dog when your actual product is not the dog your product is the bag okay and so if you then you can, um, you know, stretch out the image to show you, okay, I'll show you more of the bag and then see how Pinterest sees it. So you can actually change around um, the zooming function on the image to see basically how Pinterest sees it. It's quite amazing, actually. I might do a little bit of a tutorial on my Instagram page, actually, to yeah, show absolutely. people. Yeah, absolutely. What's your how... Insta? We'll have it in the show notes, but for people that are yeah. just listening. Yep. So it's just um, the handle is at Simone Pebbles. So S-I-M-O-N-E-P-A-V-I-L-S. Amazing. So good. I didn't even know you could do little test boards and stuff. Yeah. So it's really, I think it's it's quite amazing to see how Pinterest actually is seeing your images mm -hmm. um, so that you know what sorts of things you want to upload, particularly for e-commerce websites, you know, the, the people who've got products that they're posting on there. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that's really important. Fantastic. Awesome. Okay. What else do we need to be doing, Simone? All right. And this is my last tip and it's one of the biggest questions I get asked. Um, so they, they ask two parts of it. They, the people are always asking how many pins should I be scheduling a day and how much of my content versus other people's content should I be scheduling? What's the ratio? Everything changed in February last year. There used to be a ratio of, you know, do 70 of other people's pins, 70% of other people's pins and 30% of your own. But in February last year, 
Pinterest scrapped that and they said that we want fresh content. There is too much of everything else that's already been on here for too long now and we want you to start uploading fresh content. And when you do that, we're going to start rewarding you. We're going to start showing you to people. And so last year it changed that now the standard is you need to be posting and pinning and scheduling your own pins, okay? You can't be um, scheduling other people's pins as much as you were before yes you know especially if it's a friend support them pin one every now and then but really you need to be doing your own content and when it comes to how many pins a day there's no right answer and i know a lot of pinterest um, experts will say this and that's because what's right for me is not right for everyone what's right for you is not right for somebody else and it's really about consistency. Pinterest has said that consistency pays off. So if you can only pin one pin a day, do that, but do it consistently. If you can only pin two pins every second day, do that, but do it consistently. And so there are tools like Tailwind Scheduler that helps people to do that, to stay consistent. And it means that because the people freak out, they think, well, I have to be doing this every day online, pinning three pins. Well, no, you can sit at the beginning of the month, sit down, schedule some pins out over Tailwind and get the pins out there and it'll do it all for you. You don't have to um, sit there all month long pinning, um, but you do need to still engage with the platform. Pinterest wants people to be engaging with it. So it wants you to be consistent and it wants you to give it a bit of love. Go on there. There's emojis under each of the pins. There's comments. Leave a comment. Even if you don't want to pin someone else's um, content, leave a comment. Tick the emoji or, you know, click in the emoji just to give a little bit of love. Show Pinterest that you are actually using the platform, how they want it to be used. And you're not just take, 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 take all the time. You are actually offering, um, you know, the the users something. Mm, so interesting. <laughs> we're saying like how many times a day I'm like I think we do like four a month <laughs> I just consistent? like we're definitely not utilizing as much as we should be now I do want to ask something around the images yeah so for example um it should always lead back to either a blog post or a podcast or some some piece of valuable content correct that's right yeah okay now with that, so for example, I've got a lot of professional images and stuff like that. Like, would would you ever just um, pin an image, but then it leads back to say a podcast or a blog post? Um, you know, so so it may not be the actual image that we normally use for the for the podcast, but it's a, it's still a professional image. Um, is that worth doing? Is it not? Like, what should those images be? Like, should they have text on it? Should it say exactly what it is? Is it all right just to have pretty pictures that go back to things on your website? What should we be pinning? Yeah, and this is a great question. I think that people get caught up in, you know, making sure the pitch is exactly what it should be. But the thing is, is it just needs to be, if you're talking about um, outsourcing, you can have a photo of someone working on their bed. You could have a photo of someone working at their desk. You could have a photo of a computer. You could have a photo of a photo of a 
coffee mug um you could have a photo of yourself and any of them can have text overlay particularly if they're not so leading they're not showing you exactly what the what you are getting at you know where is this content going somebody's not going to click on a photo of a coffee mug without knowing what this is about so those type of photos you can use for your platforms um, and so you can use stock photos really well but you need to have a little bit of text overlay and a call to action to let people know what they're getting where they're going when they click on that pin Okay, so you have to have that text overlay. Yeah, I think for um, e-commerce content, um, as in products, it does work well just to have a plain image because generally it's quite self-explanatory about Mm. what what this is about. But for service providers, I I really recommend having text overlay too because some people may not even read the title or the description of the pin. They just read the actual pin. So yeah. that needs to tell them a lot. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Okay. And actually there's a tool that you can use um, and it's probably one of, it's a really underutilized tool on Pinterest, which is called the Pinterest t- Trends Tool. It was released last year and it's, um you can find it on your platform. Um, actually, if you click on your analytics tab, it's down the very bottom and it says trends there. Mm-hmm. And that will open up a whole new page and it brings up sort of a search box where you can search in America or um, UK for search terms. So you can type in there lunch boxes and it will bring up all of the search terms that are relevant to lunch boxes and what the search volume has been over the last year. So you can see over the year, well, when was, when was it, you know, lunch boxes probably in January and July. Mm are the most popular search times. So we'll start putting out content about six weeks prior to that. Mm -hmm. You'll also see the types of images underneath those searches down the bottom. It'll show you some image examples. And so you can start doing a little bit of research that way as well. Amazing. So much to do, Simone. So much to do. (laughs) There is. Um, Well, that's so good. And like I said at the beginning, yeah, we're really focusing on organic traffic and trying to work out what platforms are best for us to be focusing on. Um, YouTube is one. Pinterest is another that we're looking at uh, just to have that kind of, you know, that evergreen and like you said it's like we spend time on Facebook and I don't spend time on Twitter but we spend time on Facebook and Instagram and that but the the life of the content and the post is just yeah and actually that prompts another question so I think my Instagram is connected with my Pinterest I seriously need to go check out my Pinterest business page again (laughs) what's the relationship there and what's the do's and don'ts of that so if my if my content from Instagram is being posted to Pinterest is that good is that not good yeah so there used to be sorry there used to be the ability to actually um directly pin your content from Instagram so you wouldn't even have to do anything Mm. if you had your Instagram account linked it would just pin your Instagram content but Pinterest took that away so there's a couple of (laughs) I'm like I'm sure that used to do it when did they take it away um it was probably around 
August last year. Okay. I, think. I didn't yeah. even know that. There you yeah. go. So there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one is that the Instagram images are not optimized for Pinterest. They're square, whereas Pinterest prefers that two to three ratio, yeah. a thousand by fifteen hundred pixels. And so it's not the same image size. And um, number two is the content on Pinterest, uh, sorry, on Instagram, you know, it has hashtags. It's sometimes not exactly relevant. And really you want to be driving traffic to your website mainly, yes. not to your Instagram. But what you can do is you can use it in combination. So you can still do your Pinterest pins and then you can use Tailwind and connect Instagram via Tailwind and it will pull, it does pull some of your content across. But don't fill your whole con your whole schedule mm. with that with your um, Instagram content. Just scatter scatter it through as part of your overall strategy, and um, that will sort of add a little bit of value, a little bit of difference. But one thing you can do is actually reuse your stories off of Instagram. So if you download them from your archives on Instagram onto mm -hmm. your phone, a lot of people are doing it on their phone these days. Um, so download your stories and then you can repurpose them on Pinterest either as pins or as story pins. So Pinterest now has story pins. I didn't even know that Pinterest had story pins. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I've really got to get in there. Yeah, okay. So if you don't have it, it is coming to Australia very uh, slowly, but um, mm -hmm. if you haven't got it yet, just um, pop into a Google search and uh, type in, um, Pinterest story pins request and it will um, bring up the the request so where you can actually request it and you will get it within a matter of weeks and so um, story pins don't disappear on Pinterest like they do on Instagram so they stick around and Pinterest is giving story pin users all the love so use story pins um and i'm talking about static pins are getting you know eyes of only around 30 to 100 people on them and story pins are getting seven thousand eyes on them so it's like the reels moment, on instagram it's yeah, like that's where they're exactly. focusing the attention exactly amazing yeah. yeah so that's um quite an exciting thing i recently just got them myself and um all of my australian clients recently got them as well so yeah we've been utilizing them and they're working really well and you don't have to change them don't take any of the you know over the text overlay that you've put on them in stories don't worry about it they are working just as well in pinterest so you don't even have to really you don't touch them don't touch them at all people are even posting their tiktoks on there with the TikTok branding still on there. So just, it's amazing. Yeah. And so what's the life of the story? It, it stays there the same as a static pin. So oh, it pretty wow. much will, it stays around as so long as your keywords. No, it doesn't disappear. No, it doesn't disappear. It's amazing. That's, that's amazing. I love that. That's so good. That was a nice little, that was a nice little sleek, sneaky tip at the end there, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, it was an extra. So good. So good. Awesome. And that's just given me, I feel like my brain's exploding a little bit because I'm just like, we need to pin more and what are the images going to be? And now I need to think about stories on Pinterest and all the rest of it. So for those of my audience, because I'm already thinking about it, for those of my audience who need help with this, can you let us know where we can find you? We will have all of your uh, links in the show notes, but it's always good to share it verbally as well. 
Of course. You can um, look me up on my website, which is www.simonepavels.com. Of which course, is on- P-A-V-I-L-S. That's yeah. right. And on Instagram, my handle's at Simone Pavels. On um, Facebook, it's at Simone Pavels Business. And I'm obviously now on Clubhouse as well. So you can actually look me up on Clubhouse as at Pinterest SEO or as my name, Simone Pavels. Awesome. So good. And what do you do? <laughs> so I, I do. Like what sort of services, services? do you offer? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, Simone, can you just go and do it all for me? Of course. <laughs> so um, I do Pinterest management. I do editing, uh, sorry, auditing and strategy sessions. I also do SEO as well. So I do um, SEO audits and strategy as well as the actual implementation of SEO fixes as well and some keyword research. I love my keyword research. I don't think I know a lot of people that have say that, but I, whatever floats your boat, Simone. I know, I know. I, say. <laughs> I love my SEO keyword research. I do. <laughs> See, that's why we have to hire you at the end of the day because whoever says that, I'm sure not saying it, but that's been super, super helpful. I'm so excited to share all of this with my amazing podcast listeners um, because yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're business owners. We've got, we've got busy, we've got busy lives. We want to get that organic traffic in. And I think we just need to start to reassess and get smart about where we're putting our attention. You know, and I do love Instagram. I love hanging out there. I do, you know, I feel like I get a lot of connection, but it does make me feel a bit sick that the content that I create doesn't have a very long shelf life. Um, And so, yeah, starting to really think about how we can do more with that and maybe Pinterest is a great place to start. It is. It is. awesome. So thank thank you you so much much for sharing all your gems. Yes, and thank you so much for having me. I've really loved this. It's been very enjoyable. Pleasure. Pleasure. So good. All right, fantastic. Well, we will have all of Simone's details in the show notes, so make sure you go and connect with her and check them all out. But thanks again, Simone. Well, that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.